0: On today's episode of Locked On Suns, we know a little bit about Devin Booker, and that gives us a little more clarity about what the Suns' fate in the NBA Cup next week might look like. Plus, where do the Suns stack up overall in the Western Conference? We're closing out the week on Locked On Suns. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credential media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcast, Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen. Happy December. We made it. Sun's injury time has struck again. That is honestly more than the calendar. What would tell you that it's December again? But welcome to the show. If you have not already, hit follow, hit subscribe wherever you're finding us. We're free. We're available everywhere, including YouTube. So just hit that button. Get a show in your feed Monday through Friday from now through the rest of the season. Bonus content throughout the weeks and months as well, which I will get to as we go. Joining us, as he does every Friday, is Aaron Edwards. He's a writer over at FanBuzz Sports. And... The host here once per week, and we have a lot to get to today. So let's go ahead and do that. We're gonna update on Devin Booker's injury. We're going to talk about the Suns versus a lot of the competition around the Western Conference. Today's show brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LockedonNBA for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's let's try to talk about this Booker injury, Aaron, because uh it sounds like from Flex over at PHNX that. It's not worst-case scenario. Um, It was a little bit funny to me reading that tweet, and it's like, they're going to list him as questionable on Saturday, but he won't play, okay? (laughs) Um, And then it sounds like he'll be back Tuesday for this NBA Cup game, which we'll talk about in the next segment, but just walk me through everything on your mind about yet another Devin Booker injury scare.
1: I think it was like a couple of weeks ago where you were like, he's just getting it out of the way early. Like I think ankle stuff is always going to happen, especially now that we want to book to get to the line more. And this comes with that, like getting, (coughs) getting inside in the paint and being more aggressive comes with this part of it. Like we can't, do we want to get to the line or do we want uh point guard that's going to be healthy all season like I always thought that was going to be the trade if we wanted a player that was going to be more aggressive and this is just part of it I think he's going to be fine I think that this is just something that happens but yeah like I'm not really freaking out about it like I really think that if this was a game seven he'd be playing tomorrow like we all know that but we also have to get it in our heads that he is our point guard and This is the most aggressive he's ever been. It's the most he's ever gotten to the line. (laughs) Like, we're getting all of these most, most, most stuff. And getting inside means you're going to get hurt sometimes.
0: That's all fair. I don't disagree with any of that. I think it's kind of inevitable that having the ball in his hands so much is going to result in some of this. He has a 36% usage rate right now, a 41% assist rate. That's all... Not it's not even like enough to say that it's a career high. It's like far and away a career high. He is getting uh, shooting fouls more on each possession than he ever has before. Like any kind of way you want to slice it up, that's happening. I guess what I will say is I hear you on the if this was Game Seven, he would play tomorrow, whatever. But that we've said that too much the past couple of years, and I have to admit to you that when I see this optimism, and it specifically being linked to that NBA in-season tournament game next week. I made the joke at the beginning of the show of like, oh, it's December, that means the, the injuries have hit and whatever, but it, it kind of reminded me of he'll be back by Christmas against the Nuggets last year. Like, I, I can't lie. Like, that did go through my head, and I don't, like, it's it's bonuses for the coaches and players like i i get all the value that it has it's it's big time matchups it's the lakers it's vegas i, I mean i get it i'm i'm going to be watching all the games like everybody else but from a sun standpoint from a wanting to win a championship standpoint like that does not matter at all so i really hope that that's not even 1% of what's in his mind or the coaching staff's mind or anybody training staff that is leading to that timeline cuz it's just not worth it
1: yeah i don't think Personally, I don't think that's what they're doing. I just think that's how it lined up. Getting an ankle sprain on a Thursday or on a Wednesday, and if you want to sit Friday, and if they really just want to line it up for the end-season tournament, I think what that sprain means and coming back Tuesday just lines up perfectly with what the injury was going to be anyway. I think that if it wasn't in season tournament and it was just a regular game, I think, against the Bulls on Tuesday, I think they would be like, yeah, that's a good – time for book to come back. I think it was all just lined up this way. I don't think it's just the end season tournament. I just think if you tweak your ankles, getting back Tuesday, getting back in six days, isn't like that crazy to say, I think that's just how it was going to line up regardless.
0: So I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but I'm also not super playing devil's advocate. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to almost find out where I stand on this as we're talking about it, because I mean, it's it's injuries. Like, there's really no way to have some sort of strong opinion, and if you do, you're kind of just, like, playing it up. Like, that's, that's the reality. But he played one game to open the season, missed three games, played that Spurs game and overdid it on the uh, minutes restriction to try to come back in that second half, which didn't even work, and then missed five games. He's now played eight more and now is missing two from what we know likely to let's say um does it it doesn't worry you at all that yes it is expected that as he gets more responsibility that's going to lead to more wear and tear but that also can't this type of pattern can't continue forever i mean i get ankles happen i get calves happen i get foot stuff happen like it all just happens. He didn't break his leg, but also if that's going to be his role, then it can't be a a given that after every few weeks, there's going to be some sort of thing that takes him out like that. That's not sustainable for his body, for the team, for anything. And I have to admit like I'm that, that does worry me because it's, it's linked to the most extensive or highest usage stuff that he's ever had to do. And he wasn't exactly like, 82 games a year before that we knew he had his kind of annual few weeks when he dealt with the soft tissue thing and if you're adding to that like that does worry me I have to be honest
1: yeah I think that even coming into the season he wasn't supposed to average I saw I'm not sure if you saw that article on the ringer uh, about Booker being point guard and how he's averaging the most dribbles he's ever like had like the most pick and rolls he's ever done I think he we knew he was going to be the primary ball handler, but we didn't know it was going to be this primary. <laughs> and I think, like, that's just going to be – that's part of, like, the deal thing. And when he's on the floor with Eric Gordon, he's not really a playmaker. So I think just the way the guard situation is kind of shaking out right now, that's just – it was – it seems like it was always going to happen like this because he has to do all this stuff. It's not just – yeah like it keeps the team going that he has to do this and you can kind of see what was the difficulty with Chris Paul with both of them on the floor. They got to split that down the middle a little bit. Well, Chris Paul still kind of ran most of it, but I think now he's learning that when you're primary primary, it's a lot more, it's a big of an ask. And he's not like the biggest dude. Like I think for those big guys like Braun and Luca and those guys that can kind of back you down and kind of take pressure off, books is kind of more going downhill and that's a little bit harder to sustain with a body type like that
0: yeah i mean it, i'm not trying to sit here and say that there's a way around it or like some sort of thing that can be done i think <laughs> yeah, this is just what he's it is. one of the best playmakers. <laughs> it's just what it is right like he's one of the best playmakers in the nba that article you mentioned from michael Pena laid it out really well i mean it's all stuff Suns fans probably are going to just sit you know kind of nod their head along with it it's just putting numbers and film to what we've all been really seeing and that's not going to change like I I think you can see for both Booker and Durant there's just times where and I put up a video for Lockdown Suns insider subscribers today a a exclusive thing for, for those people to watch that laid out this from the Durant standpoint like even if they can handle the ball to keep the defense honest and to keep them in a good rhythm they have to be off the ball sometimes and Gordon, you mentioned, is one of the people who can help them do that. They've done done it with Allen at times. They Even a lot of the time with Booker, it ends up being Jordan Goodwin when they want to run something off ball for Booker. And I think Beal will help that. But at the end of the day, this team is built in a way, and I think it's an elite team anyway, it's built around Booker handling the ball. And so I guess that's part of what I'm saying is like if if that – is going to constantly be connected with medical management and things like that, then maybe that's just something we have to kind of sit with that we weren't expecting. You know, I I mean, I'm not trying to, it's 20 games in. It could be that he misses like 20 games of the first 40 and then plays the rest of the year. And it just, nothing happens the rest of the way. I don't know. I mean, we can't predict the future, but that could just be the case that when he handles this level of stuff, It wears on his body in a way that has to be managed every few weeks. Like I mean, that could just be the case. I don't know. But let's pivot over to the game when he could come back, which is game one of the knockout rounds of the NBA Cup against the Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles next Tuesday night. We'll break down that matchup, how the Suns could fare against Sacramento or New Orleans beyond that. Could they win this thing? First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel. America's number one sports book, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And now, during the NFL season, the offers are staying hot, NBA season as well. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet on the money line. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I've been telling you hit the easy money lines, get the bonus bets, pocket that, and then see what happens from there. You have. Let's see. On the NFL side, I've given you NBA odds most of the time. We have the Dolphins in Washington, minus 460 money line. We have the Jaguars hosting the corpse of the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. That is a minus 430 money line. Put a little $5 there. Take what FanDuel is graciously giving you and then get to work. The app's easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com to kick off... The NFL season, FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Aaron, so Tuesday night, Lakers, just poetic justice or whatever you want to say that that is the matchup, especially because that's the only group stage game that the Suns lost, which just makes it... Uh, it's like in like the wild card round when division opponents play each other in the NFL is kind of what it feels like to me, but yeah. I got a lot of pushback in the comments on after I first kind of briefly discussed it on, on Tuesday night when everything got finished up, that I was overstating how much of a challenge the Lakers might be because when they beat the Suns, <coughs> even the last time, only uh, Booker wasn't playing, Beal was not himself, Durant was kind of the only star out there. Where do you put the Suns' chances on the road in this game against the Lakers team that's given them trouble twice this year?
1: I mean, trouble is strong. I think the fourth quarter stuff just caught up with us. I think we played better than them for a lot of those games. So, yeah, I think that we have a chance to win. It just depends. It's always just dependent on health to me. I thought we were better, especially when AD has those. I mean, he kind of went off against us still, but you just don't know what Anthony Davis you're going to get. And D'Angelo Russell is playing a lot better, but – Still, for the most part, unless they're, like, getting to the line a lot, which they did that second game, I think, in the fourth quarter, I just – I don't see any issue with it. Our three-point shooting has looked so much better. I just think the spacing in general looks incredible with Booker on the court, and they're going to have to live with that because what are they going to do? Put Austin Reeves on Book? They're going to put DeAndre Russell on Book? like. LeBron's not guarding Kevin Durant. like He never guards the best player anymore. Those days are just over. I just think in general, like when we're fully, not even fully healthy, just with Book out there, I just think the spacing and the points (laughs) that we put up is just going to be tough for them. I think we always have a shot with the type of scoring that we can do.
0: Yeah, that's all fair. I mean, of course they have a shot. And I, I, I said that the other night, too. I just said it's no sure thing. Obviously, I think, you know, we don't know where this Lakers season is headed. You know, this might be something they really push for, right? Like, I, I think I've said yeah. it a, a, a number of times already. I think on in any of these individual games and in the whole bracket, like, a lot of this, to me, is going to come down to which team wants it, which coaching staff treats it like a playoff game. You know, it's it's one-offs. Like, there's a reason yeah. we don't do winner-takes-all stuff in basketball too often because weird stuff can happen. So, you know i think that's all that's all true but yeah i think it i hear you on kind of throwing those other games away a little bit i actually misspoke on the beal thing he was pretty good in the in that lakers game he had nine of 17 from the field only had two turnovers 24 points got to the line a little bit that was probably his best game um that he's played this year but the first one like yeah i guess you could sort of throw it away because the fourth quarter stuff was so ugly, but it also happened and they lost by 15. So I think that first game was, I mean, eight turnovers for Durant and just two assists. Their, their process, I I know I mentioned it in the last segment, but, uh, it locked on Suns insider got the video. And I've, I I think the most clips I, I broke down were from this first Lakers game and it was just ugly. It was like, you know, Okogi and Goodwin on the court a bunch together. Yeah. And sure. a, a bunch of just stuff that we now know, like Nurkic camping out in the paint. He was really bad in this game. Four turnovers, one of five from the field. Just, just did, just did nothing. Um, and a lot of that stuff's been fixed. So I, I think the Lakers defense is still a problem no matter what team you are. You have to account for it and, and have a game plan to break it down. But one on one, they don't have anybody to guard the Sun's best players. And, you know, there's, only so much Anthony Davis can do, as we've learned time and again. And if the Suns can can get the shooters hot and get somebody to kind of supplement those sta- the, the, the two stars, then I just don't think the Lakers offensively can keep up either. But what about the other games, um, or the other teams, rather? Is there a team you think the Suns match up? We haven't seen either one yet, but they're pretty much the same as last year. Sacramento and New Orleans... Is there one you would prefer to play, one you think the Suns have a better chance to beat? What's your read on on that other side of the bracket in the West?
1: Um, New Orleans, it depends on which New Orleans you're getting, if you're getting Zion at all in any of that. I'd really just like the way I mean, he's Sacramento, talking it up.
0: He He's saying yeah, that he that's what like I live for, them. the tournament yeah. is my thing, all that stuff. So he better play in all these games.
1: Yeah, so I can see them being tough, but... The way Sacramento plays, like, I just like all their parts and I like how they play. And I can see just the defensive wise, I can see just the Suns just having a scoring shootout against them. I think it'll be the, if we get to that, I think it'll be the most fun game of the tournament. But I can see that also going either way. And just like it went with the Warriors, the Warriors can go cold and we know those aren't the Warriors that we are used to anymore. But I just think with the sun, with the way the Suns play and Sacramento plays, they're going to spread each other out, get downhill, and get open shooters. And I can just see that being a really fun game.
0: Definitely would be more fun to play Sacramento over on uh, the Just Basketball Show that we do. We have adopted the Kings and the Magic as like two small market teams to just talk about every week at least for a few minutes and watch all their as many of their games as we can and whatever so i watch a lot of Kings basketball i think that they're i think Fox is better this year i think Monk is better this year i think Murray is better this year so they're they're a tough team obviously but i they scare me i mean if i'm being honest from a sun standpoint and wanting them to win this thing like the Pacers and the Kings in a one game environment i don't want to play them at all like they could put up <laughs> 150 you know I straight up like we've literally seen the Pacers do that and the Kings you know maybe they try to win play a little more winning basketball and actually try to play some defense so they're gonna slow things down a bit but um yeah so I would much rather play the Pelicans and I'm in on the east like you know give me the Knicks again like just just (laughs) give me the worst team like break (laughs) through all the way and get to the final and we can just see the you know Devin Booker show again like we saw in New York the other night. Yeah. But
1: I guess I was just speaking to somebody that likes good basketball. <laughs> Someone like, yes, give me the yeah, hardest save. Yeah. Like I want to see us have a 130, <laughs> 128 game against Sacramento. Like that's just yeah. what I want to see as a fan. Like, yes, I would want the Suns to win, and I know that could go either way, but I don't know, like the way the Pelicans play, it's just like kind of it's kind of a tough watch for me still. Like <laughs> Especially if Zion's going cold, he's going to go left every time. If you foul him, you foul him. Like, I just aesthetically, I'd rather watch Sacramento play.
0: The Pelicans have a very weird roster. They have like two kinds of players, and they just have like five of each of them. You know what I mean? It's like, I like that Herb you kind Jones of rookie though. Yeah, he's good, but it's like Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels and like Najee Marshall, kind of the same guy. To a degree. And then you have like Hawkins and Trey Murphy, kind of the same guy. They have this dude named Matt Ryan who is not the 45-year-old former Falcons quarterback, but is just like a, a shooter guy, and he's pretty much the same type of player. And it's just like which one of them is out there at any given moment. But um, yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. I like that there's a mix of different types of teams where it's some young up-and-comers, but you still have the the you know stalwart type teams and We'll see how the, the chips kind of fall, but I look forward to it. I regret that I could not go to Vegas. I was telling you before we hit record that yeah. <laughs> I have a California trip already planned, and I was like, part of me wanted to try to make it, and I'm like, I can't blow like $5,000 or something in a course <laughs> of eight days and go on like two big trips, so uh, did not did not make it, but we'll see if I can go next year. Either way should be fun. Let's break down the West big picture, though, not just Sacramento, and the Lakers and the Pelicans, but where do the sun stack up? We're about a quarter of the way into the season. Jamal Murray is back for Denver. There's some surprise teams up at the top of the standings, so we'll dive into all that next. First, today's show brought to you by Game Time, the best place to buy a ticket, because they've basically answered every question or concern that ticket buyers have ever asked. With last, killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee – Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love the view from the seat. That's something that I've always looked at. There's like separate websites that used to have it. So I'm on the ticketing and then I'm looking at that. GameTime has the price and that and the details of the event all in one place, which is awesome. They also have lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. So again, I really mean it when I say all the stuff you hate about the other places. Game time was like, great, we'll do all of it. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals for sports concerts, comedy theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less money elsewhere, game time will credit you 110% of the difference for your trouble. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Aaron, let's close it out. Um, the Suns are currently ninth in that rating. They are fluctuating. There's a lot of teams tied at the top of the Western Conference standings, but as we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, they are tied for 5th place with Sacramento, a half game above them, but tied in the loss column in the West. We haven't seen... Friday is going to be a bummer Booker missing it because we haven't gotten to see a lot of the Suns matching up with the other best teams in the West. You know They blew out Minnesota. Friday will be the first time against Denver. They haven't played Dallas. They played Oklahoma City, which we can talk about, but Booker didn't play in that game. No Kings, et cetera, et cetera. But when you've just watched other teams night to night or seen different things stick out to you about some of these other squads or those matchups we have seen, Do you feel better or worse about where the sun stack up in the West maybe than you did heading into the season?
1: Um, I feel better because when it looks good, it looks incredible. (laughs) And we just kind of have to – and I know you can say that about a lot of teams, but the way we imagined it, I mean, even without Beal, I mean, just with the guys that we know have played or know will play, like with just the Eric Gordons, Graysons, and – Nasir Littles, like all those guys, when everything is kind of working together and we kind of are looking like we got it figured out, it looks as good to me as I thought it would look. <laughs> so yeah. when I see that kind of stuff, I think that, yeah, like I think we're good to go.
0: I will say that the fact that there's a couple more really good teams has to worry me. Has to worry you. I think the biggest question for me with the West is did Minnesota and Oklahoma City really just take the Lakers and Warriors spots here, or is that going to even out over the course of the season? You know, I don't really see that happening with the Warriors, if I'm being honest, outside of a trade, but I do sort of think the Lakers can get it figured out. Maybe there's also a trade to be made there. Um, I look at Dallas and they feel the same even though they're off to a little bit of a hotter start in terms of wins. But to me, it's Minnesota and and Oklahoma City because those just feel like wild cards. Those feel like teams where you play them in the first round and it's like this is kind of like the Pelicans were for the Suns two years ago. It's like this is way more of a handful than we expected it to be. And this is not a team that I want to be dealing with first thing in the playoffs, you know. Um, So just from like a seeding and bracket standpoint, that kind of sticks out to me. But yeah, big picture. I mean, I think... The league feels wide open once again, and the Suns have a bankable thing that I think matters in the NBA right now, which is the ability to go out and score 130. Like, I know it's just the Utah Jazz, but those two games with Booker and Durant, both at the peak of their powers, it felt like if the Suns are scoring like that, it does not, you're not going to pick any opponent to clearly beat them four times out of seven when that's the case, and I include Denver in that.
1: Yeah, I just think it's it would be just really hard to match up with that on a night-to-night basis, especially for seven games. <laughs> and, yeah, like, once they get going and they're hitting open shooters, it, I think it's the unselfish part of it. Booker really is, the second he sees the double coming out, and that was kind of the trouble with him, like, earlier, was sometimes he would get trapped and hold on to it too long. He's getting rid of that ball immediately and trusting – he trusts that the guys are going to hit knockdown shots. I think that's like the bigger thing. And the way the West is shaking out, somebody had to come up and be the new Memphis because Memphis is gone now. (laughs) And I think that's OKC. I think there was always going to be a hot team to come back. And there's always an up and coming team that comes out of nowhere. And I just think that was always going to, we saw it last year. We knew they were just a little bit away from uh, making that jump. And I think OKC is honestly just the new Memphis.
0: Yeah, the, the Nuggets are are still, like, I. anybody who maybe hasn't seen them or tuned out because of the Murray thing, like, they're pretty legit still. I mean, their three-point shooting is in a weird spot. They're not getting to the free-throw line. Those are both things that Jamal Murray does and will help with. And their bench has been awful. But the point that a lot of Nuggets people always make is that was true last year. Yeah, You know, like we think of them as having some guys that came off the bench and helped because by the playoffs, they trimmed their rotation down and they got enough out of, I mean, Jeff Green, I think, you know, it wasn't like he was a huge impact guy. They had seven players. They got enough out of Brown the two Browns. And, yeah. Yeah, Brown and both Brown. Browns, right?
1: And I, yeah, and I think the fact that our bench was so abysmal, it made theirs look a lot better. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. think just the... The fact that you're going against Terrence Ross and Landry Shamit for large minutes, yeah, you're going to probably look like you're going off too. I think that our bench is much better this year, and once they get to be bench guys, I think the bench is going to be much better this year, and I think that's going to be really big in playoff time.
0: Yeah, I think for me, Denver needs a big. If Peyton Watson can't, Get it together in time, and Zeke Naji can't get it together in time. To me, it's like a, a combo forward or center guy who can stay on the floor offensively, but ideally just help defensively and on, on the boards and things like that. And then the Lakers probably just need more offensive creation. I mean, it's the same thing we've been saying about them for a while, but they can't rely on LeBron so much. And, you know, that might have to be a bigger trade than we're realizing. And same with the Warriors. I think they just need to turn clay or wiggins or (laughs) maybe even draymond into an offensive creator that they just don't have because when steph's not out there even with chris paul creating good possessions like okay you know pass it to moses moody for an open three that's still not a great proposition overall for your offense so do you let, let me just put it to you this way do you do you feel like the Suns need a trade then will they make a trade which could be a different answer and then what would you target from a Sun standpoint? I know it's early. We haven't seen the three guys together, but, you know, we might not see them together much by the time they got to make that decision of what to pursue in the trade market.
1: No, I still like what I see. Like I like how we kind of constructed all this, especially like even when it's KD and it's a weird lineup of Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon and Nurk, like I still like that. Like I I like bates Diab. Like, I like all the stuff that we can do defensively when that's even working. And we have dudes that are really confident, like, shooting open shots. I mean, other than Okogie, obviously. But I think that we kind of constructed this the way, especially when you have three elite scores, you construct it the way that you kind of have to. And we got dudes on decent deals. That were, The Suns are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league now. Like, we kind of got what we asked for. We – when Book and KD surrounded by shooters. We got that. We just need one of our main guys back, and we'll be fine if he ever does come back.
0: I feel like the the starting lineup, which let's just say it's Gordon and Beal, plus Allen, and I feel good about saying one of Bates, the upper little will be playoff ready by the time they need yeah. to be. We'll see who whose stock is up and whose stock is down by that point. Like, that's seven guys, Eubanks is good. I think we all agree on that. Um, <laughs> there's some other options in there that I haven't mentioned. That's fine, but I I think that I would like to see them get at least one more big in the building, just to give yourself an option, right? Because I just yeah. I don't feel like they have answers for every type of situation right now. Um, maybe that type, maybe that player is just not out there. Like that's a very specific type of thing that they need. Maybe somebody who can do a little more. It's almost like a combination of the two, you know, would be yeah. ideal between Nurkic and Eubanks, but um even just maybe another Eubanks type, just to see if it if it feels better, maybe a little bit bigger of a guy than him or somebody who can maybe have a little bit of, of shooting possibility. Like I think that's yeah. a even small thing that they could about. go get. <laughs> yeah, What's I don't up?
1: even know who that I don't even know who that would be, honestly. You know who came <laughs> who to mind is like <laughs>
0: You well, no, no. I, I, obvious, I don't mean to fill all of that. No, the combination <laughs> of the two is not a realistic thing. I'm just saying like, as I'm thinking about what they need, it's like, well, it kind of, if you could combine the two guys, even like if it was like a,
1: Stoudemire, I think we can bring back 2000, 2000 even, if it was
0: seven, a, <laughs> even if it was a C plus version, but a guy who could kind of had a more well-rounded game. Cause it just feels like Eubanks and Nurkic do very specific things. I would take like a, a, a 12 minute per game guy who at least has the ability to do all of it. You know, who came to mind is, is like, I I don't know if he's really playable. It seems like there's some off court stuff wherever he goes, but Thomas Bryant, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like that type of guy where it's like, let's just try him out there in this matchup, see if it works, you know, but yeah, Yeah. it might not be doable, but I, I, I would like to see them bring in some sort of big man option, I guess is, is the short winded saying way of saying what I said, but no, I think obviously there's no need to go out and make that trade on December 15th when guys become available or any, anything crazy like that. I agree with you. They're in a good spot. I think they have more playable players than we ever thought they would and more than we've seen them have In <laughs> I couldn't even tell you the last time. So like, you know, no rush, but my early read on it would be that. Uh, either way, we'll continue to learn. The Nuggets will probably go on a run now that Murray is back and the standings will look pretty different by the next time we check in on all that, but... That's where we are now. Thank you for listening all week long. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday with a recap of probably the Nuggets and Grizzlies games when I get back from being out of town. And then Tuesday night after the quarterfinals against the Lakers, be here, final buzzer, full recap show of that game, and more throughout next week. Don't forget to sign up for Lockdown Suns Insider Text Alerts. You can follow us on TikTok as well. There's going to be game reaction videos and more throughout the year. That's all the plugs. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you guys next week.